if I was not born again this morning, I was not going to move out of that door without giving my life to Christ. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the most important part of the service. No remixes now. It is the word coming to you. Amen. Rise to your feet, put your hands together as we welcome our good shepherd, our leader, my pastor, Pastor Chris. Clap, excited. Before we sit down, I want us to pray together um, for the crisis in the Ukraine-Russia area. Amen. If you watch the news, you will know that there is a war going on and in a moment it can escalate to become a world war. But despite that, it's very sad to see how the people are in devastation. If you think that coronavirus was something bad, you, ha you haven't seen anything like a war where you must pack up your stuff and get in a car and run away from your house and leave everything behind. So because we are far from there, we might not know what it is, but there are also brothers and sisters in Ukraine I know two pastors from Ukraine and I, as I said I think that one day if God spares us then one of them will come to preach for us but let, let us each one lift your hands to heaven and pray God's mercy on the people pray for God to intervene pray for the Lord to affect the affairs on the earth as it is in heaven that is will be done. We pray against evil. Pray against wickedness in the world. Pray against devastation. Children are being separated from parents. It's like the second world war. It's not easy. It's another tyrant that has risen like the first one. That it's very painful. May it not even come to the time where you will feel that effects. Let's pray. Shatele Bondoroba. Two minutes. Pray. We as a church bring the Ukraine before the throne of God. They are being attacked. Their families are being scattered. Their children are being separated from their fathers and mothers. Male torondoro boshte kaya baba baba. Matere bondala bashe We pray for your divine intervention, Lord. We pray for your supernatural help from the throne. Oh, in the day of our visitation, 
on our watch, Lord, these terrible events. Pray for peace. Pray for peace. Pray for leaders that there will be peace. That we can dwell and live in peace. Pray for world peace. Pray for the Prince of Peace to come. The government will be on his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God. We cry to you. We cry to you for divine help. Help from the hills where our help comes from. The Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Pray for the people. Pray for devastation. Ah, we intercede, Lord, on behalf of the Ukraine now lift your hands Father in the name of Jesus we stand together in unison as a church breakthrough ministries pray against this evil Lord that is permeating the world in Asia that's even affecting us as the petrol prices rise things go up pray against wickedness we bind the spirit of evil that causes death and destruction. Shed in your word what we bind on earth, it shall be bound in heaven. And then what we loose on earth, it shall be loosed, loosed in heaven. We loose angels. We bind demonic powers that cause heartache and pain, separation and division. We pray for godly and divine intervention from the heavenly perspective, from the throne of God. Send your angels to help the innocent, to help those fleeing and running for cover and protection. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And we know that you answer our prayers. We pray for divine help from the heavens above. In Jesus' name, may there be peace. May the Prince of Peace come and bring divine peace. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all the believers say, Amen and Amen and Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Praise the Lord. That was very important that we prayed together. We will also break bread together after the preaching of the word. It makes us one with one another. Amen. We eat together. We drink together. It makes us one with one another. Amen. Pastor Lafoy told me one day, he said, there's no greater fellowship than sharing a meal together. There's nothing greater than sharing a meal together. So this meal will be the table of the Lord. Amen. I also want to uh, 
once again thank all those who gave so unselfishly towards the project floor. You will notice that project floor is right at its end. By God's grace, we set the plan. We set dates for the concrete to be delivered, disposed, smoothed, and everything has worked wonderfully according to plan. There was no interventions or blockages. And this week, it will be the last week God wills, then we will be finished with Project Floor. Clap for the Lord. Now if you, you won't notice when it's done, so you better notice now, you will see this is not a thin floor. It's not a laden floor. Very thick, so that trucks and bicycles and anything can. We're going to have a lot of events, so we needed to do something powerful. The last five uh, zones will be done this coming week and next week. There will probably be another entrance. We don't know. We'll see how it's going to work. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, it's good if we can work together and support. Now, if you still owe some money towards your, what do you call it, your pledge, please pay for it. It's not too late. We still need all the cents the rands we can get to cover project floor. I think Deirdre showed me something like 70,000. We, we were pledging 100,000. So there's about 30,000 outstanding and maybe you one of it for whatever reason, but you can still give so that we can uh, do more for the Lord. Amen. Now before I teach you a good and powerful teaching, the next step in our construction is project windows. Project windows and doors. Amen. Or do you think we must just set open windows and open doors? We have an open door policy at the church. Now we want to close the windows or put in the windows the black window frames, aluminium. So, as I've told you before, I don't have money coming from overseas or from other races in this country. The money we have here is what God supplies through the people. Amen. So all of you that gave to Project Flow, thank you very much. You will now have an opportunity to give something to Project Windows. Now one of these windows is about 1,500 Rand, but my friend Pastor Branham said we could get it maybe closer to a thousand rand. He asked me to negotiate prices. Amen. So it's very simple. I want to, there's 48 windows that must be put in this building. And one, two, three, four, five, six big doors. The doors are quite expensive. It's something like 15,000 rand, but that we will raise together. But for the windows, I need people to buy a window. Do you understand? In other words, you will have your own window in the church. And if, if you're not happy with anything, you can climb through your window and you can walk away. <laughs> so if Pastor Brandon is correct and we can bring them down to a thousand rand per window, then I need people to buy a window. It's as simple as that. 
Amen. And we need to do it now. When? Yeah, you need to pledge. For this month of March, you are buying a window. I'm, I, 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 I'm not going to buy a window. I'm going to pay for a door. A door is 15,000 rand. My wife and myself, we will share one door. And you don't come in at that door until I give you permission to enter by that door. I need one, two, three, four, five, six people to buy a door. Five now because I'm taking one door. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the door. The sheep enter by me. Hallelujah. I want to be like Jesus, so we'll be buying a door. I didn't discuss it with my wife, but whatever I tell her to do, she does. Amen. That's a good wife. Hallelujah. Let's buy windows. Who's going to buy a window for a thousand rand? We'll give the money at the end of this month. Come, I need 48. And I need Deirdre and Tesh. Oh, Tesh is not here today. That's one. Stand here. We're going to take two windows. You can fly away. I'll fly away. Oh, glory. You're buying a window? Two windows. Just give your name so that we have it, please. You're going to buy a window? God bless you. Thank you, Jamie. Buy your window. We raise the money ourselves and we're not in a hurry. Please be, be patient. You're also buying a window. Two windows. You see, these people, they were students. They had no money, but God has blessed them. You're buying a window. And another one for Tesli. God bless you. May you be blessed as you buy your window. May the windows of heaven open for you, sister. May God look at you through the windows. Thank you, Pastor Seth. Buy your window. Jedre, I need you to tell me how many people we have. Buy your window, Pastor Roland. Buy your window so we can see you through the window. Thank you, Jason Asha. You are blessed. We are all in one family. We're doing this together. For one person, it's a lot of money, but all of us together, we can do it. You're taking two windows. Beautiful. It's going to be a charcoal, dark charcoal window because the style of the building is tinted glass and charcoal. Zij moet nog komen met die mensen met die koot. Sê vir jou baas, ek gee net duizend rand op venster. Amen. Thank you sister, you are blessed. Natalie, is that you? You're taking a window? <laughs> oh, praise brother. Thank you, stand there. You need to just give your name so that... Brother, come. How many windows we got? If we don't have the windows... If you, if you can... If two can put together, you, 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 you say... 500, 500, you also want to buy a window. Or four, you must walk with your hands together and you can fetch one envelope. Four people, one envelope. Or four envelopes and you give 250, 250, 250. Do we have all the windows or we're only going to go off windows for the first year? What do you think? Some people gave two windows, huh? Some people gave two. We have 25, that's only half. You, are you taking a window? Take here, take from me. So that's 26. There were two people to, to took two windows, two or four people. Come, I need more windows. You can't sit there. Come fetch an envelope. Another window from Jamie. Alpi Lucille is taking two windows. Can Alpi Lucille's assistant fetch the envelope for Alpi Lucille? Are you taking a window, Cindy? You'll be blessed. That's for LP. Two windows. Are you counting? Can somebody take the envelope to the 
the senior lady, she, he can take it. Beautiful sister, thank you, pensioner. You are blessed. You're taking a window. We want to have windows in by the end of the month. What do you think? Won't it be nice? Jackie, Captain, you are blessed for the window. One or two. You haven't been in church for a long time. When we took other places, you were not here. So now you come for one place. I think you, sh- you can do better. But the choice is yours. Uh, two. Yes, it's by time. You're driving a nice for wagon Jetta. What's it? Polo. You are blessed. Do more air and you can buy more windows. Hey, the hotel people. Buy more windows. How many windows do we have? I need 48 windows. Huh? 38. We close. 10 more windows. Isn't there a couple that say, say three, four friends that want to do one window? You come together. If there's trouble, you all four jump through the one window. This is Kulmania. Kulmania. But that the Yeradi Hordaina Fanyala Uesal Gopma. We need nine more windows. If you build a house for God, God will take care of you. You can ask all of these people who gave to God. They, they're not suffering. They're not. Thank you, uh, Ramondo. When that's what 10 kilometers, I create my skill. Jedre, I have 41 windows. I have, I need seven more windows. But now those people who give this place, they must come and they can open the windows. They can't say, fat and they bring me. Who still want? I need seven more windows. The Lord is talking to you. Two people can come together. You work. Yes. So buy a window. Now it's a very good place. You can't open the are you buying a window? Beautiful. Your mother already took two. So don't look for money from your mother, okay? You must have your own money. Five more. Three more windows. Huh? Five more. Five more. Five more. Are you guys going to do this together? You are a family. You are family. Prachtig man. 250L. Ne? Kom ek geef julle vier envelops. Dan sit julle 250 in die envelop. Ne? Hier is sien. So daar is nog plek vir. Keep your hands together if you're coming together. Vir wie kom jy? Vir jou ma. So laat jou ma saam jou kom asjeblief jou ma. As moes aan meer pension in nie. Four of you. So each one will give 250. Give each one an envelop. Beautiful. Kijk, waas. Dinges, Rolandse kind so maar in daar in. Ga jylle toe die saamwek? Huh? 250 to, uh, nee, dit is 500, 500. There you go. Beautiful. Do we need more windows? Yes. Now let's take more windows. Thank you, Sister Nancy. Are you guys together? Beautiful. Is this the doctor? You gave, oh, you didn't want us to say you gave us a nice something. God bless you. You go half half. Yes, that's right. 500, 500. We now have doctors in our chats. Oh, you're a money fraud from the cops here in the dungeon. 
about time. You'll be blessed. God's gonna you have your own house, isn't it? You move from a seventh quarters to your own house. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Your house is beautiful. Is that is that all? Now, if you can buy your door, see me personally after church, okay? We are buying doors. Because we can't just have windows and no doors. The thieves will just walk in and steal, isn't it? But what will happen is that I'll have one or two donors for doors, like myself and Pastor Charlie. Then the, other, the rest of you who couldn't give for the windows, you will give for the doors. Say amen. 20 rand, 50 rand, 100 rand, 200 rand, you will give and together we will put in doors. Have you noticed every time I ask you for money, I do what I say I'm going to do? Have you noticed? Have you taken note of that thing? There's no money that I need for myself. God is my provider. Every cent you give, we do it. So thank, let's clap for the Lord. Alright, now uh, send you with the envelopes quickly. I want like one, two, three, four, five, six people. This is called Project Windows and Project Doors. So if you took for a window, you write Project Window. And if you didn't take one, you should take one. It's for the door. I'm not going to say how much you must give. You will write on there Project Door and whatever the Lord tells you to do. If it's a 50 rand, you give it. If it's a 20 rand, you give it. If it's a thousand, you give it. Come fetch your envelope for Project Door. Spread out so they can quickly come. This is Project Doors. Project Doors. Project Door. 10 rand is also welcome. 10 rand is also welcome. 20 rand, 50 rand, 500 rand, 20,000 is also welcome. Let's put in the doors. Windows and doors. Windows and doors. A house must have windows and doors. Beautiful. There must be more people to hand out than there's not such a rush. I don't understand. Pastor Charlie, make it work, please. Make it work. Here's an envelope here. You can come to this young man. Spread out so the people don't stand on top of each other. Beautiful. Project windows, project doors. As I promised you, you, you don't, you're not sitting on sand. Who sat on sand last week, but today you are lifted higher? Praise God. Clap for them now. The Lord has lifted them higher. No more sand for you. And this is, if we come next week Sunday, it will be the first Sunday. Next week Sunday is a big Sunday. It will be the first Sunday where our whole floor will be finished. Is it wonderful? And I feel to celebrate, really, I really feel that this is a project that was 
weighing heavy on me. I leave home early in the morning and I come home late in the night just working on this project. But I thank God this Sunday will be. And then I, I have a few visitors coming here to bless you. Evangelist Basil will be here to sing for you. So many great people are coming to look at, this, at the Lord's doing because it's marvelous in our eyes. Amen. Clap for the Lord. You can take your seats. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now let us have a good teaching this morning. And I want to teach you uh, on a subject called Becoming Established in Christ. Amen. What is my subject? Becoming Established in Christ. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10 becoming established in Christ glory to God but the God of all grace in the King James Version says but the God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after that you have suffered for a while makes you perfect established, strengthened, and may he settle you. Hallelujah. May the God of all grace, grace is favor, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ. May this God, after you have suffered for a while, may he perfect you. Hallelujah. May he establish you. It's a prayer that Peter is praying. He says, may he strengthen you and may he settle you. Glory be to God. I pray the same prayer for you. May the God of all glory, may he make you perfect. May he establish you. May he strengthen you and may he settle you. After you have suffered for a while. <laughs> I don't exclude that part of the prayer. Lord, after they have suffered for a while. You see, there can be no strength and establishment and perfection until you have suffered a little bit. So nobody in this church must think that the suffering you are going through is somehow strange and the person next to you is not suffering. No, the person looks nice and the person is dressed nice. But you won't know that this is a normal person. And that person has gone through some form of suffering. Your suffering might not be like mine. But if I tell you my story. Before you see my glory. Everybody has a story. Everybody has difficulty. Is it not family? Then it's some problem. Hey. And many of the, uh, the sisters and the brothers here, you suffer from self-pity because you think you're the only one that had a difficult childhood. You're the only one that didn't have food. You're the only one whose mother threw you away. No, there are many of us who are suffering. That's how life is. But after the suffering, 
You won't suffer forever, man. I'm telling you, the God of all glory, He will perfect you. He will establish you. He will strengthen you. And He will settle you. Too many people are unsettled. You're not established. We don't know who you, what you stand for and who you stand for. Are you a Christian or are you a, a imam? Christmas, then you fetch a gift under the Christmas tree. La barang you fetch some wasa at your at Auntie Auntie Shuraya's house. What are you? Maybe that's the question, the sermon title. What are you? And who are you? Do people know you as a Christian? Do they know by number 47? God. Or are you not sure? Have you committed yourself to Christianity? Have you committed to be a church man? Or are people not sure? They ask you at your workplace, you can't even say who you are and what you stand for because you're not established. But the God of all glory is going to establish you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's going to make you become stable. Yes, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Don't be double-minded. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. Now you see, salvation is very deep. You might think it's only coming here to the carpet, saying a prayer after pastor. No, there are deep things in salvation. And the Lord needs to open your understanding to understand it. You see, what will happen is that if you don't have deep understanding of salvation, because salvation, there are some topics that are quite mysterious or deep. For example, the blood of Jesus. How do we explain to someone you need blood to help you? It's not easy subjects. The cross of Christ, the sufferings of Jesus. Now you as a child of God should now get understanding. Otherwise, listen, if you don't have understanding, I am a, I'm a pastor that's walking with seeds in my hands and as I'm preaching, I'm sowing. But as I'm sowing, if there's a lack of deepness, then the bird comes to eat the seed. Ah, and you don't grow in the Lord. You visit here every Sunday, but you're not really established. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows you're a child of God. Nobody knows that you were a Christian. Let me read you that scripture quickly. It's found in, uh, Jesus gave this parable and he spoke about uh, Matthew 13 verse 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, like you are hearing it now, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received the seed by the wayside. Are you listening? Then you get the one who has understanding, Matthew 13, 23. 
But he that received the seed into the good ground is he that hears the word and understands the word. Hallelujah. And that one brings forth fruit. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. May you be an understander and may you be established in your Christianity and in your salvation. Glory to God. If you're not established, you will be snatched away by the evil one. Are you, are you hearing me? So what do we mean by pastor becoming established? You must become permanent. Amen? You must become a permanent fixture. There are many here in this church that have become permanent fixtures. I see them constantly. I know if they're here, they can't be somewhere else. Hello? Because they're not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost can be all over at the same time. If you are here, I know you can't be somewhere else. Hmm. You are permanent. To be established means to be settled in a position. Amen. It means to be recognized and accepted. That, that is what it means to be established. I'm recognized. People see me in the street, they call me pastor. There's no doubt anymore what I am. I'm pastor. Many times I, I, when people are loafing money from me, I want to be... Then I want to be a bad brother. I say, oh, oh, so blaster. Then they say, pastors are not what pastor for my head. Then I have to think again because it's not good for a pastor to chase somebody away that's asking for something. But I've, I've been established as a pastor. My wife is surprised that everybody knows that I'm a pastor. The car guards, the fruit sellers. Hey, pastor pastor. You know when they knock on your windows, Now imagine I must be wild with them and they, who's the pastor? Do you see? Why? Because there's no doubt who I am, what I am, what I stand for. There was a time when it was embarrassing to say you were pastor. In my, in, my, in my estimation. Because I, I, I'm a qualified school teacher. Or let's say I'm an educationist. Higher than school teacher. So it's nicer to say I'm a lecturer. I have a master's degree in this and this and this. But to say you're a pastor, it's sometimes people have the mind, pastors are loafers. That's, that's, the, that's the image you get outside. But whether they think that or not, I, it's established that I am a pastor. Well, what do they say of you? Who are you? Hmm. But God establishes people. Amen. Let me tell you about establishment. First of all, you must know it is God that establishes people. God will make you permanent. God will make you stable. And God will make you settle. Hallelujah. And this is what He will do in Christ. In Christ. Glory to God. You can have a role here as whatever in the church, but God will establish. People will know that is an assistant to Pastor Chris. That's what is established in the church. 
Ah, established means permanent. Not here today, tomorrow you're gone. No, it's an establishment. Wouldn't you like to be a stable and a permanent Christian? And when they see you, they recognize you. Hey! Today you will gain control over your spiritual life so that you can start to grow in the Lord. I've been teaching you for the past few weeks on a series on... This, this series is more on the foundational truths of becoming a Christian. Yes. Like new believers. This is new believers teachings. And I'm teaching it to you so that you can become what? Established in the law. Hallelujah. And you know my heart is glad when I see an established Christian. Although the church is full of people, not everybody is established. Can I have an amen? Look how the Lord established Samuel as a prophet. In 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 19. 1 Samuel 3 verse 19. I want to show you the word establishment in the Bible. Listen to this. And Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and he did not let none of his words fall to the ground. I like this. Everything Samuel said became true because God was with him. Then... All Israel from Dan, even to Bathsheba, they knew that Samuel was established as a prophet of the Lord. Amen. There was no doubt that this was a prophet of God. And this is what I want you to move towards. Sister, they will know you were a child of God. An ardent follower of Jesus Christ. And a worshiper and a member of BMI Church. Clar! Clar, us. There's no doubt. Where are you? Who are you? Where do you go? I visit here. Sometimes I go there. You are not established. But God established Samuel as a prophet. Nobody doubted. Because every word he said became true. And I see God establishing you. Maybe you'll be the intercessor leader. Maybe you will lead the protocol ministry. But you, people will know you this one. The members with me, my team that work with me, they have become established in assisting me. So much so that when we get together with other churches, the pastors, are, the pastors recognize my assistance. Even more than they recognize senior pastors from other churches. So they will always say, Pastor Chris, get that lady who's always here, or that gentleman who's always with us to come and sort these things out because this is what they do. What I'm trying to explain to you, they've become established in what they are and what they do. Amen. There's no doubt why God called them. I don't know if you're looking for some fairy tale calling, but your, your life is short. Listen here, your years, man. 70 leen nabij. Tell how hoeveel jaren nog for you tot 70 tell. Wow, wow, what do you want to be? Why don't you become established here? In the house of God, in Jesus Christ, and do something here. Bishop Dag always told me, it's better to be the foot of an elephant than to be the head of a mouse. Did you hear me? 
It's better to be the leg of an elephant than to be the head of a mouse. You are in charge of what? <laughs> well, you could have been a good assistant and established as someone like that. And that's the reason why people can't be established because they always want to run around and be in charge of something. But God established Samuel as a prophet. You must at least be established as a Christian. If there's one establishment, you must be. Nobody must doubt it. He's a kind of God, man. Hallelujah. You're not perfect yet because we're all growing towards perfection. But you were a child of God. Nobody doubts. Maybe a child of God that now and then says an ugly swear word, but still you are a child of God. Maskin glippet bykie uit die sister uit as die kinders so onbeskof is. Maar jy is daarom een kind van God man. God established David as a king. 2 Samuel 5, 11. Listen. God is going to establish you. 2 Samuel 5, 11. Hiram the king of Tyre. He sent messages to David and cedar trees and carpenters and masons. And they built David a house. And David perceived that the Lord had established him as the king over Israel. Nobody doubted anymore. Everybody knew David is the king of Israel. There was a time when there was a fight for the kingship of Israel. Because Saul's sons wanted to be king. Saul himself didn't want David to be king. The people first chose David as the king of Judah. And then later the tribe of the north is called Israel. The, so he was established both as the king of Judah and as the king of Israel. And here it is clear that there was nobody doubting anymore. Wie is jou koning? David is jou koning. Amen. Hallelujah. May you be established in that way. Now the first establishment you need to do, you must become established in the faith. I hope you are sharing this wonderful teachings in the home cell system. The connect group system. Are you part of a connect group? Uh, get ready because on Tuesday you will have to share some of the things I am teaching you today. What is the first establishment? To be established in the faith. Hallelujah. Say, what is it? Is it a rasta? Say, it is a rasta. Who can say a rasta? Is rasta said, like a curl hara. Is it a Muslim? Is it a Buddhist? What are you? I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. Are you sure? Do your friends know that? Do your school friends know that? you, Young people, especially you young people, it's, it's tough to be a young man and to stand out for the Lord at school because the evil is lurking in such places. And mockery and foolishness is, is in the heart of children. So they make fun of you if you say you are a Christian. Is it true? But become established. My son Jason was called Pastor Jason at school. It was a type of a mockery, but he, he was okay with it. Because during the breaks, he would run Christian fellowships. When the others do their laughter, their jokes. 
He didn't sit in the seat of the scornful. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the woman that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Or standeth in the way of sinners or sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But he that makes his delight in the law of the Lord, hallelujah, and he meditates on that law day and night, he shall be like a tree, glory, planted by the rivers of waters. He brings forth fruit in its season, and its leaf also does not wither. Hallelujah. Wielkelijk zalig is die man. Ik hou van die Afrikaans. Man. Die Afrikaans. Als die hemel zetaal. Please forgive me. If you don't understand Afrikaans. But he say. Blessed is wielkelijk zalig. Als ik recht mijn vrouw. Mijn vrouw lacht me uit. Wielkelijk zalig is die man wat niet zit in die kring van die spotters nie. Jarr, is duidelijk man. Zij is een spotter man. Zij is een spotter. Maar ik zit hier in jouw kring niet. Hoe gaan het, hoe is die ander gedeelte? Wielkelijk zalig is die man wat niet staan in die raad van die goddeloze. Huh? Ja, wacht, wacht. Ik is nog bij raad van Godeloze. Hulle gee raad, maar hulle is Godeloze. Zij luister van hulle advies. Wat denk zij? Jou, jou bestie. Jou bestie die nie die Heere nie, maar is jou bestie. Nou, jou bestie gee vir jou raad. Maar dat is die raad van die Godeloze. Jou bestie sê... You can't go to church so much. What about your young life? Don't you have a life? Can't we go to the waterfront? Can't we go to the beach? That's the rat from the Godelosa. Blessed is the one who's not giving his ears to such advice. Alleluia. Alleluia. Or you sit in the circle of the spotters. They make fun of everything. They make fun of God. They take God for a fool. You tell them, you can't walk every day without giving God some time. Can't you just come on a Sunday to church to say thank you to the Lord? No, for them God is a fool. And if they come, they, they agitated and irritated and aggravated because the church is too long. We want to get out of here. You can take God for a fool, young man. But one day you're going to stand before God. What will your answer be? I said, Yerra, maak tyk vir my nou, Yerra. As sê die Heere, maar het nog al die tyd vir my gehad nie. He sê, depart from me, you evil ones. I don't know you. 
but you must get established in the faith. Amen. Acts chapter 16 verse 5. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. My message is on establishment. May you become established in the faith. You see, if you are established, listen, if you are established and permanent, then the more people that are added will make our number grow. Are you with me? But if the more, the more people are added and, the, and you exit, then the number will not grow. That's how populations grow. Population growth was established many years ago when they realized that the, the, the earth's population suddenly increased. And they wondered how was there such an increase and the discovery found that with the advent of medical science, they could make penicillin tablets and many tablets that prevented deaths as frequent as it was in the past. Are you with me? So the babies that are born are added to the number of the people that are alive and the population grows because the people didn't die so quickly because of the advent of medical science. Are you understanding me? Less deaths and more births give to population growth. More births in the kingdom and less deaths of your spiritual lives will give to church growth also. That's why you must become established in the faith. Glory to God. You must know what your faith is all about. Hallelujah. It is very important that you must become established in Christ. That's why coming to Sunday morning service is very important. Because I am teaching you. Listen to the scripture in 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 1. Listen to Paul's instruction. 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 1. It says, Wherefore, when we could no longer forbear, we thought it good to be left at Athens alone. And St. Timothy, put it in the NLT. Maybe the word established is there, I'll see. If not, we go back. Okay, it's not there. Go back to the, uh, the King James. They use the word strengthen, but it's the same. I said to strengthen you, to establish you, all right? Let's go back. It says, I sent Timothy, our brother, and minister of God, and the fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to do what? To establish you. Amen. And to comfort you concerning your faith. You must know why you believe and what you believe. And that's why this teachings on Sunday is for you. To do what? To establish you in the faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you enjoy the teaching on a Sunday morning? Yes, it is beautiful and powerful. So you'll see that Paul was sending Timothy to establish the believers at Thessalonica. May you also be established. Number two, four, three points and then we close. If you're nice, I give you a fourth one. Pastor Chris, how can I be established? You can be established by telling the truth and being honest with yourself. This is found in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 19. You can be established by being truthful or, or by telling the truth and being honest. The lip of truth 
shall be established forever. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 19. The lip of truth shall be established forever. But the lying tongue is for a moment. Do you like that scripture? The lips of truth is established forever. You know why? Because you don't have to think much if you tell the truth. If you lie, you must keep thinking. Because the second lie must fall in line with the third lie. And the fourth lie must precede the fifth lie. So you must be very smart in lying. <laughs> Have you ever heard a liar speak and you try to catch him out, but he's too sharp for you? I've sat in front of liars that just bamboozled me. I think of myself as a sharp, intelligent person. I, w I wanted to be a judge. <laughs> to sentence people. And sometimes I think I'm going to catch this liar. Yeah! People can lie. I say people can lie. But that is a moment. It's a fleeting moment. It's not established. The truth will be established forever. And honesty will take you far. Amen. And, and this is the master key to spiritual growth. Receive this as a word from God. Telling the truth and being honest with yourself is the master key to grow spiritually. Yeah. In Ephesians 4 verse 15, he says, Speaking the truth in love so that you may grow up into Him in all things, which is the head, Christ Jesus. What does it mean to be honest? You're honest about your struggles. Amen. Honest about the realities in Christ will help you to overcome the devil because you're honest about your struggles and about what is real in life. I like realness. I, I always preach against pretenders. You know. <coughs> because if you are real, and uh, you're honest about your difficulties and your struggles. You can overcome the devil. But with a lying tongue, you can't. I've met people who, 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 who try to, to, to give the image that they have more than what they do. You mustn't do that. Are you hearing me? see Afrikaans. Don't keep you... No man, don't, don't try to create an image that you have the type of finances that you don't have. That's lying. Rather, rather play poorer than what you are. That's the secret to great things. Mark of the next Hetiman. I was at a restaurant the other day with, with some pastors and they were ordering water, you know? with lemon and uh, honey. So I didn't order, but the brothers look so nice in front of me. 
hey, I was thinking I need it because I've got a bit of a cough. So I said to this waitress, I also want uh, this. She said, it's actually five rand. But we, because he was the only one ordering it, we brought it for free. I said, lady, I was, I was in a short. I came from the golf course. I said, do you think because I'm sitting here with the shorts, I don't have a five rand to buy water? I said, oh no, Papa, mister, I apologize. I said, no, I can buy a lot of this water because I've got a lot of five rands. But you judge me because of my shorts and I had a pair of broken slippers. <laughs> but rather let people see you as not having than to make them think that you have and takes Rick, Mister. What is a good word? You Rick, Mister Naked. And you think this is a frivolous topic? It's a most serious topic because Christians must stop lying, stop pretending. Then you can be established in the Lord because a lying the truth. Where the scripture in, in, in Proverbs again of the lying tongue. Please, nine, 12 verse 19. The lip of truth shall be established forever. Most Christians are not honest about their challenges. They present a perfect picture. But the things are not perfect anymore. I like Bishop Dag. I like him a lot. He's my pastor and my mentor. He's the first one who speaks honestly about marriages. Yeah, and I think it will help so many couples. Because couples, they try to portray a picture that there's never argument. It's a lie. There's always arguments. It's part of the package. Ha! Ah! See, now even you don't want to say, you, you, you. I, I can't stand in the crown of the spotters here. So when you say, I talk about marriage, and you think only me and my wife argue. My poor wife looked like a bad woman. Because you pretend that there's nothing wrong in your marriage. That's why. But I'm only honest and truthful because the lips of truth shall be established forever. And me who say something, my, my marriage is even much better than yours. Well, a capella. But the way your image. rock. Bishop Derek says, sometimes even pastors, they don't talk with their wives in the house for weeks. But Sunday when they go to church, if the wife has a green dress, the husband got a green tie. So how did they talk? They don't talk, but they just look, what, what, what do you have on this morning? And when they appear here, everybody thinks everything is fine. It's not true. I love the truth. I love the truth and I love reality. I don't like pretense and lies. Amen. Hallelujah. Most Christians think that the Christians sitting next to them in church cannot have any problems. Hey. Especially the type of problems that you are having now. Turn to your neighbor and just have a look. Don't say anything. Do you think that neighbor has problems? Doesn't look like it, isn't it? 
But this is an hypocrisy. Listen to me, friends. Say hypocrisy. It's a, it's a word that Jesus used when he attacked the Pharisees. He said, you are hypocrites. You pretend to be what you're not. You also have problems. I have problems and you have problems. Amen. So the Lord loves a truthful tongue. Hallelujah. Christians fall away and they backslide because they feel they're not worthy to be among the other children of God. Sister, don't think that there's something really bad wrong with you. We all have problems. It's a good revelation today. That brother next to you has a problem. <laughs> and that sister also has a problem. Is it true? So don't be hypocrites. Let us not do it. Because others fall away. Be open. Be honest about your challenges. And you will receive help. I said you will receive help. <clears throat> if you say you have a hearing problem, somebody might give you a hearing aid. If you don't say you have a hearing problem, nobody's going to give you a hearing aid. If you say you have a spiritual problem, somebody might give you a spiritual aid. But if you act as if you have no spiritual problem, nobody's ever going to give you a spiritual help. I'm preaching. And I'm teaching. And I'm teaching good. But my time is up. Let me give you the last one. John said, 1 John 1, 7 said, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have true fellowship. This is the point of honesty. Walk in the light, brother. You people mustn't think because you sing in the choir that I think that you don't have problems. I know you have problems. Is it true? Because I, I'm like... I want to say like Jesus, I know man and I know what is in man. But it's, it's not, I'm not bothered by the fact that you have a problem. I don't feel that you shouldn't be here. I think you must be here. Because I also have a problem. And together we have problems. But the God that establishes us, after we have suffered for a while, He's going to make us perfect. He's going to establish us. He's going to settle us. And they will know that you are the sister that is powerful here at BMI because you are established here. You're not floating around looking for a place to settle. You are settled here. Glory to God. The last one, the last one. This is number three. You can become established by putting away wickedness from your life. This is found in Proverbs 12 verse 3. He said, a man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. A man shall not be established by wickedness. You can be established by putting away wickedness from your life. Now, how does that work? You must remove the wicked from your company and your presence. Amen. 
Now, when I teach, I always tell you what you must do. Are you listening? That's the difference between preaching and teaching. Now, I'm going to invite some other pastors to come to preach to us. And some of them are good preachers. There's a difference. Preaching tells you what God is going to do for you. Like last week, I was a bit preaching because I told you about the supernatural things that God is planning to do for you. That's preaching. When I'm teaching, I tell you what you must do for God. Now, people don't like the teaching, but they like the preaching. Ah, because it's nice to hear what God is going to do for you. Isn't it? But you also have something to do. Some time ago, I preached about, taught about putting off the old man. Putting on the new garment. Today, I'm talking about putting away wickedness from your life. That means your company. Who is in your company? Who is in your presence? It's crucial. Because when you're born again, you transition. There's a transfer from a life of wickedness to a new life in Christ Jesus. Amen? All things pass away and behold, all things become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 You've got to put away the wickedness of your past life and embrace the new things that God is bringing into your life. Hallelujah. Let me just end by giving you one last as a bonus. And it's something easy for you to do. You like easy things? Another way to become established is uh, by listening to those who have been Christians before you. Are you with me? Say you just came to Christ, you were here, two years, few months. Listen to other people that have been serving God for a long time. Never think you know everything. That people will encourage you and will tell you about the struggles and the difficulties they also had. Are you hearing me? Paul said in Romans 1 verse 11, I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to that end that you may be established. I long to see you. You are young Christians. I have a church in Johannesburg that's led by pastors say, and I always long, I realize, when the floor is done, I'm going to have to go. I must go and see them because I need to impart also into my children there some spiritual gift. In East London also, I see the, the pictures of the church there every Sunday, and I long to see them because they, I have something that they don't have that I must go and impart to them. Hallelujah. Because I didn't serve God just from yesterday. Hallelujah. I was 12 when I gave my life to Christ. And I didn't, I, 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 I didn't serve the Lord in perfection. But I don't regret receiving Jesus as my Savior. And I won't go back to this world. Take the world. Give me Jesus. Because He's sweeter than them all. Give me Christ, my blessed Savior. He's sweeter than them all. You will become established by listening and receiving from those who have gone before you. You will never make it in Christ without the input of older Christians. Are you learning? That's why the cell group is so important. 
Because the older ones will tell you how to dodge evil and survive as a Christian. They have been tested and tempted and they've experienced things you must now still experience. So listen to good advice from older Christians and you will be established. Listen to your pastor. Listen to the teachings. Those who listen to my teachings on podcasts, they will be more established than those who don't. Because somebody is speaking out of experience. And I'm teaching and I'm guiding you. Hallelujah. And if you don't do it, you're going to be destroyed before you could ever be established. I have more points, but those four is nice. What was the first one? You must be established in the faith. Number two, you must speak the truth. Be honest and you will be established as a Christian. Don't, don't be a mysterious person. We don't know you. Don't know where you are, where you come from. What was number three? Turn away from wickedness. Don't do the same things you used to do. Come away. Come away, come away, come away. Come away, my love, come away. And number four, listen to advice from older Christians. Are you going to be established? I see God establishing you, settling you, perfecting you. You will be a strong and everybody will know you. You will be distinguished. Yes, you will be acknowledged as a worker of the Lord in this vineyard. You will know more scriptures to next year than what you knew this year. That is establishment. You will understand principles of the Bible. You will know why you must be born again. You will know that if you are born again, then your spirit is new, but your body is still old. Yes, you will know the blood of Jesus is the only remedy for sin. You understand these things. You know that you were once in darkness, but God has pulled you out into his marvelous light. You establish because you have understanding. But when the bird comes to steal the seed, you don't have anything. May the Lord establish all of you. May you become a household face and a household name. May you not be confused of what you are and where you're going to put your allegiance to. Because life is too short to be running around and trying this, trying that. By the end, when you find what your purpose is, and it's time to go home. And it's time to go home. Hallelujah. Bow your heads in prayer, everybody. May the God of glory establish you. May he establish you. Hallelujah. If you are visiting here today and you say, Pastor, I don't know the Lord Jesus as my Savior. Maybe people don't know what I stand for and who I am. But I want to become established. And I choose to follow Jesus. I want to be a Christian. I've tried many other things in life, but it didn't work for me, Pastor. I want to give Jesus a chance and I want to be a Christian and serve Jesus and follow Him so that the God of grace that has called us can make me also strong and settle me and establish me. I know there are many sitting under the sound of my voice. You are not settled. You're not established. 
The little foot you have in this church doesn't mean you are established here. But God is talking to you this morning. It's time to become established. I gave you just a few pointers. There are much more to it. But time does not allow me. But if you hear, you say, Pastor, my life is not what it should be. I want, I want to follow Jesus and I want to get understanding of the Christian life. So that I can be established in the things of God. Please pray for me, Pastor. Pray for me. Put up your right hand. I want to pray for you. Somebody invited you here. Maybe you came as a visitor. Maybe you came out of... I see hands. More hands. I see your hands. Put it up. Don't be ashamed of people. Don't be ashamed. Jesus wants to touch your life afresh this morning. Can we all stand in this building? Everybody standing. And if you put up your right hand or your left hand, I want you to come to the blue carpet. I want to pray for you. Today is the day that your life will change. Jesus will enter your life. And you will never be the same again. Come forward, my sister. Come, my brother. Come on. Jesus Give me your life today Come on to Jesus Just let him have his way want to pray. Is there anybody else? Listen. The music plays softly. Don't think that you'll always have a chance to come to make right with God. It's not just about coming but it's about being established in the law. And if you're there and you, you really don't know where your life's allegiance or your purpose is. And it, I want to tell you it's supposed to be in Jesus Christ. Because you have wandered away from God, but He wants you to come home. Come home. Come home. Serve me, He says. Serve me. And I will change your life. So if there's anybody else that's not standing here, we're going to sing it one more time. I want you to come. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. Come now. He's going to change your life. And things, new things are going to start to happen from this day forward. Sing it one more time and I want them, I want somebody that's not here to come. Thank you, Holy Ghost. people here to say this prayer after me say dear Jesus dear Jesus I come to you today I come to you today just as I am just as I am I heard the word this morning I heard the word this morning that I must be established I must be established in Christ in Christ 
I ask you, I ask you to forgive me. To forgive me of all my mistakes. Of all my mistakes. All my sins. All my sins. Please wash me. Please wash me with the precious blood. With the precious blood. Write my name. Write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. And Lord establish me. And Lord establish me. After I have suffered. After I have suffered for a while. For a while. Please establish me. Please establish me. I want to be a Christian. I want to be a Christian. I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. Come into my heart, Lord. Come into my heart. Come live inside of me. Come live inside of me. Change me. Change me. Rearrange me. Rearrange me. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. I thank you now. I thank you now for receiving me. For receiving me as your child. I receive you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. And from this day. And from this day. I will follow you. I will follow you. I will come to church. I will come to church regularly. Regularly. To hear your word. To hear your word. And to become established. And to become established. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen.